Welcome to Bear Essential on Fitness, where we will talk on different aspects of fitness and have special guests such as local athletic directors and coaches. Also be able to meet trainers and locally and nationally to get their expertise and their aspects on different sports, as well as the training that they get. Thank you very much. Today, I'm here with John. Um, he's one of the local pro tennis players in the area. The great thing about him is he's been doing this for years. I'm going to have him introduce himself and get what he feels as the proper introduction because he's got way too much background for me to say what he is and what he does. So, John, so tell the, uh, tell the viewers a little bit about your uh, background. I've been in tennis for 34 years, uh, teaching all of that time, and I've, I have a USBTA certification, a PTR certification, uh, USBTA high performance certification, which basically just means I suffered a week of um, intense torture <laughs> and to, to get that certification, but it was actually it was great. Um, and I've been working, I usually work mostly with a good, about a third of my clients are adults and two thirds are juniors and about 75% of my junior clients are female athletes. So how did you get into working with a lot of female athletes? Cause I know I have, I've had a couple of your clients, so, um, they're doing really good. They did really good. So how did you, why the difference in disparity between the boys and the girls? What do you think? Pretty, pretty simple. I have four daughters and <laughs> to, to my, my oldest and my third both play, uh, played college tennis and my, I just gravitated towards always looking for uh, players for them to, to train with and hit with um, and travel with. So I think that was a big part of it. So what areas do you cover? Um, I know you live in Fort Wayne, so it's a nice little drive up here. So, um, what schools have, do have, are you working with and have you worked with? Uh, wow. In the area, uh, players from Penn, Marion, Northridge, Westview, um, Elkhart, uh, Northwood, those are to name a few. And then in the Fort Wayne area, Carroll, Bishop Dwanger, um, Homestead, um, those are, those are some of the schools. So there's, there's a, there's quite a, quite a variety. Well, I know you do, uh, assistant coaching at, uh, your daughter's college. So yep. how's and that, how's yeah. that different? How do you feel that's different? being able to be at that level and working with the high school girls same time. What, what uh, view does it give you? Uh, I think From there's college perspective, the high school college perspective is it's, it's definitely different. I think they're, I think the numbers 7% of all high school athletes um, have the opportunity to play at the collegiate level. So the, the attitude there, there may be one or two players on a high school team that, um, that want to play in college. Most don't. Most are there for the social aspect and 
uh, college, it's the most are there to win. So I think it's, uh, and, and, and not that high school players don't want to win. I think that the, just the attitude, the mentality is, is different and, and not because they don't want to be that player. I think that the, a lot of it is just, they're not educated. Yeah. They just, they just don't, they don't know what it takes to be, you know, have that opportunity to play at the next level. And a big part of that is fitness. <laughs> what is, um, what do you think has been your best, uh, your most eye-opener um, training uh, tennis athletes? When it came, once you started really training, what was your, what do you think was, was a good aha moment for you, for things that, while well, you're as a tennis player yourself, when you started coaching, what is something that opened up your eyes a lot? Um, when it comes with working with uh, the kids, what it, are you talking about? Like working with with high level athletes, or yeah. just? Uh, I think probably the most. I think probably the most eye opening issue that I've experienced or something that that's happened over time has been the, the need for uh, to, to be focused more on the off court. The, the nutrition is huge. The, the, the sleep, um, the fitness part of things, the, the way to prepare them for the, you know, 60 to 90 minutes of intense uh, warfare, so to speak. And that could be one match in, seven match weekend correct yes i mean there there've been they can play five matches in a day if they're playing if they're playing doubles so you have singles and doubles and and you know the the, the body and the mind get it, it, it's it's incredible to see what they go through and i think having experienced some of that myself and then watching what happens when you know the athletes aren't prepared for that has been um, probably the most eye opening experience it's not just not just what you do on the court with them. You were talking about the nutrition. Um, I think we've 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 dealt with this with uh, um, Maddie, your daughter, especially when she's doing like three hour matches and gets an hour break and goes right back in. And we've had to work with this for a while. Um, what is your biggest takeaway on like if you have a big match weekend, how should they prepare? What do you think? What you what it what helped uh, Maddie prepare when she was doing her stuff that you saw that helped? Well, uh, especially when you guys were at nationals and it was just one after another after another. Right, right. Uh, it, a lot had to do with with uh, three days, two to three days beforehand. She'd start to um, really hydrate, carry water around everywhere, um, everywhere she went and. And what she ate, really trying to load up, <laughs> and um, and and rest. The other part of it was rest. So you know the the workouts, the on court training tapered down a lot beforehand. So she was she was about she was as fresh as she could be. She was well rested, she was well fed, and she was well hydrated. Um, and and once and and then you know immediately after. Um, and, that, and that's getting ready for the match. And then, you know, obviously the, there's, there's a stretching and uh, a whole, whole routine to get, to get ready, you know, for, for each match. Um, and then the recovery after. 
the, the chocolate milk and the, 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 again, the stretching, the rolling um, and the food intake and trying to time that all between, you know, if you only have an hour or if you have two hours, that has a huge difference on, on how much, you know, the, the, you know, that you can put in the body. But I think you can't put the, too much as heavy. That's going to sit on you while you're trying to play. Correct. Correct. And so, you know, we even have uh, cliff bars. She'd, she'd be much on cliff bars, banana on changeovers. So that that's kind of the routine. It's a, it's a, it's a sip of the hydrolyte. Um, for every two sips of water and a bite of Cliff Bar. <laughs> yeah, that, that electrolytes is like, especially um, it's huge when you got, when they're playing over and over again consistently, they're sweating out every, everything they've got. So if they're not getting back in, it's definitely crazy how, but how much it can affect her uh, performance. It does. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, for sure. So tell, uh, tell viewers what, okay. So if somebody's trained with you, um, what type of training do you got? Do you, it's like, well, are you group? Are you personal training? Are you small group personal training? Um, and if so, if any of these or all these, how, what are the different things? I, uh, well, I'm, I'm a private coach. And so most of what I do is uh, small. I don't have, I have um, 70, 70, 75 clients. That's my base that I, that I work with from adults to juniors. Um, and, and it really, my, my training is based on the needs of the athlete. So if they're, if they're interested in getting a, uh, a lesson, you know, once a week or once every other week, just to keep, keep things uh, intact for their, whether it's high school season, um, uh, adults, you know, there, I, I see a lot more of the adults on a regular basis if they're, especially during their competitive season they have they play usca league matches so i'll see i'll see i have a higher frequency of adults that participate in drills um but most of what i do is is individual and or small group yeah. and a small group could be really between three and six it's not too bad so where um where are you training out of right now for if people wanted to um be able to train with you um i train uh, at pinewood elementary school that's a public it's a public park it's not an elementary school it's a park behind the um i there have a i have a client who has their own indoor court in uh, wakarusa and i have another client who has their indoor court in uh, shipshawana so those are those are the three uh three main places and then i'm th then during the summertime when there's not a high school season to, to conflict, then I'll, I'll teach out of Jimtown, uh, Northridge and Westview high schools. So do you got something big coming up? I know I saw some posts for some of the rec park stuff. So do you got, are you going to be part of that? And what is it? Uh, the rec, the, the, the Elkhart's park and rec, that was a Tolson center. And it was, uh, it, was a, it was a special program. It was kind of a, they wanted to do some introductory tennis lessons. And we offered that for, for juniors between the ages of seven and 10. And we had 12 kids participate. And it was, it was more of a kind of a community outreach type of, a, type of a program and expose some kids to some tennis instruction that they don't normally get at the Tolson Center. Gotcha. Um, with the coronavirus, uh, what are some of the things you've seen 
um, differences on how prepared the players are from last year prior to the season coming up for high school and then this year. So, because uh, right around the time was when everything started shutting down. So people were still going before last season. Mm-hmm. Um, right. What are the things you're seeing with the tennis players uh, going into this high school season as in like fitness level? Um, I, I, it's a, it's a little hard to gauge because of the, the, the players that I work with, well, you, you, you work with them as well. Yeah. So we, we treated the, we treated the, the Corona issue as, um, as if they were going to have a season. So that was always the, that was always the thought and the way that, um, I was able to, to, to motivate them because that was, I think probably one of the things that was most difficult during the last year was to try to figure out how to motivate someone to train for a season that you don't know may or may, may or may not happen. So it was, I mean, it was, I'd say that was one of the hardest parts. And, and we, I said, we, my, I lost some, um, some mo- motivation from some students, which, you know, they didn't want to do some things, you know, do some training and, um, and, and, and I, but I, I think that's normal. So I think that, um, the, the usual, I'd say probably the, the, the typical high school tennis player comes to season out of shape. I mean, there, there's not much of an off season training where they're, they may occasionally play in a tournament, take some lessons here or there, participate in a summer camp, you know, for a couple of weeks, um, but definitely no fitness. Um, and nothing really, I would say, uh, for the most part, um, regular in the, in the tennis training. Like, like most people, they wait till the last month to two months prior. Correct. And then try yes, to stack I, it all in. That's right. I, I'm, I'm very busy. Um, the month leading up to girl season and the month leading up to boy season. Yeah. So what would you say is the one thing that sets the, uh, in your kids and the ones that end up in college, the mindset, what is the difference between the best and those like for the mindset and those who are just recreational? What would make somebody be able to have that mindset for like the college level? What do you think? What do you, what have you seen? Oh man. Um, someone who will work when the others aren't and uh, someone who will, meaning that they'll, they'll sacrifice a social event to go play in a tournament or to train um, in that, in that regard, uh, someone who will do whatever you say, whatever, you know, whatever I tell them to do, they're going to do someone who on their own will watch video and footage of uh, tennis players and um, someone who's willing to, uh, you know, work on all components of training at, to be at the college level. And that includes the, the physical, the mental, uh, the nutrition. You can say that you want to be an athlete, but, but uh, you know, <laughs> a, a college athlete, you, uh, you have to have all aspects of that, not just the tennis part, but the, but the off court. What? Okay. So speaking of college, D1, D2, D3, NAIA, it can get confusing when it comes to which one somebody wants to go to. 
Um, even NAIA, there's even levels inside there that I've realized. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say the difference is? Let's, let's take the D1 situation. What do you think the differences in players are like a D1 player, D2 or D3 on how they perform? I think the demands of, I think it's probably demand on the athlete. If you're a D1, if you're a D1 athlete, then uh, you're, you're owned essentially. Um, D2 can be that way. It's, it, it, it really a lot, it, a lot depends on the program. Um, there's, there's just not much. It, it depends on the programming. I mean, you could, it, the D1 is not like the Mecca of, of all, of all tennis. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it, and that mentality has been around and, and, it, and it's still pretty, pretty prevalent, but there are, I mean, there are some incredible tennis players that play in, in uh, Juco and NAIA. I was going to say, that was my next brought up. I go, NAIA I know is their own little world when it comes to players so it's like going, you've got a lot of different high level players that play in that. And some people, like you just said, uh, think, oh, D1, D2, D3. And then they think NAIA. Um, right. And they don't realize that like NAIA actually has scholarships. It's like going, um, I know like Ocean College, the, the Megan's getting 85% paid for while going mm-hmm. just to Goshen College and playing a tennis program. And right. So, it's not the highest end tennis program, but it's still, she's still getting a scholarship played for. She is. She's getting um, a college scholarship. Yep. So yeah, that's the biggest thing is a lot of the people, like you said, they misinterpret, Oh, NCAA versus NAIA. And they don't realize that there are scholarships out there, but at the same time, just because it's NAIA doesn't mean that the players are going to be any worse than, or a lot of times it could be better because they're coming from four countries overseas and coming back, coming over here and they'll work their butts off. That's right. Yep. That's right. So, yeah. Um, so when your favorite thing to do on the tennis court, what is your one thing that you know that all the, like on your players typically need? So last question. So, just like, what do you think you can help uh, the players that come to you? What What's the biggest things that you're good at helping them with? Well, I'm I'm really good at taking things apart. So I, that's that's probably my probably my best strength is to identify what's causing some inefficiencies and in whether it's movement, stroke. Um, I mean, even equipment can be, can be part of that too, but just identifying some of the areas that, uh, that are causing, um, the, the players problems and then coming up with a solution, which could be, if it's a lesson, if it's a one time or, a, Hey, this is going to be only for a week or so. I'm going to have you for, for a couple of days. Then it, it's a, it's a solution that fits you know, whatever their, their situation is. So that's, that's probably, probably my strength. Gotcha. So, um, thanks for actually being able to take the time out for this. Um, sure. I know it's a busy Easter week and spring break week. Um, yeah. again, thanks very much and talk to you soon. 
Thanks, Chris. Bye, John. Bye. Thank you for joining us for Pair Essentials on Fitness today. If you like it, subscribe to a podcast as well as share it out to others that may be in the same interest. At any point in time, leave a question. Hopefully, we can get back to you and give you the information that you're looking for. Again, thank you very much. This is Coach Chris from Bear Fitness. Thank <laughs> you.